Hello and welcome to this GCP short produced in collaboration with London and Capital and focusing on the Barbados captive market. We have not discussed Barbados much previously on the pod, so it was great to welcome Darren Treasure, Executive Director of London and Capital's Caribbean office, and Kirk Cyrus, Managing Director for Strategic Risk Solutions in the jurisdiction onto GCP. Over the next 15 minutes, Darren and Kirk will discuss the Barbados captive landscape, where future growth is expected to come from, and the investment attitudes of captives in the jurisdiction. But first, Darren begins by introducing himself to listeners and sharing a bit about his background. Yeah, I joined London and Capital in May 2021 as an executive director based in Barbados and having responsibility for the Caribbean region. My role really focuses on client relations and business development with a priority to ensure that clients receive a high level of service. So I work closely with the clients to ensure they understand their investment portfolios in terms of the objectives, risk reward, and asset liability matching. My background, I'm a chartered accountant and a chartered financial analyst. I basically moved to Barbados from Canada in 1997 Previously, I worked with high net worth families to build, manage, and manage bespoke portfolios using multiple asset classes, securities, and currencies. I managed a team of investment professionals that was responsible for research, asset allocation, security selection, execution and settlement, reporting, and performance analysis. I always worked closely with the directors and investment committees to present investment opportunities and performance based on the investment mandates of the portfolios. So basically, when I came to London Capital, I just traded the clients with with a high risk appetite for clients with a low risk appetite. Fantastic. And we'll talk a little bit about that kind of appetite and what captives are looking for from investment partners a a bit later. But Kurt, can you tell us a little bit about the Barbados captive industry? We've not had anyone from the the Barbados uh, market on the pod before. So what's the kind of profile of the domicile and and how many and and what kinds of captives are, are domiciled there? And without going into the proverbial history lesson, the formation of captives in Barbados go as far back as 1984 with the signing of the U.S.-Barbados Double Taxation Agreement. What is certain, in my mind at least, is that more than three decades later, the domicile has, by every indicator, remained an important and very established player in the global captive space. So when I look at the most recent statistics coming out of the insurance regulator's office, those statistics being for Q3 2021, they reveal almost 300 licensed entities across all the major industry sectors, whether it be healthcare, real estate, financial services, energy, etc. An interesting stat is that 50% of the licensees have beneficial ownership originating in Canada, while some of the other source markets would be the US, Europe, and now increasingly so from Latin America. So for example, in 2020, that region would have fueled a lot of the growth and uh, most of the startups in, in Barbados. Licensees are classified as either class one or, or class two insurer. Class one references pure captives who underwrite related party risks. Class two insurer would be insurance entities that underwrite third-party risk. So basically, the different classes attest to different levels of regulation or attract rather different levels of regulation based on their risk profile. So we're essentially saying that a class one insurer is deemed as being a low risk because it's a pure captive, whereas a class two 
licensee would attract a greater level of uh, regulatory oversight. What I think I want to emphasize is that in the Barbados context, there's no restriction to the lines of business that can be written in, in these captives. That is, of course, once the business risk originates from a creditable source market uh, performed by a licensed, regulated, or registered entity. There are all types of captive structures found within the jurisdiction, whether it be a standalone group captive association or a renter captive. So in summary, uh, Richard, what I would say is that the Barbados appeal is framed by the, its flexibility or the flexibility to allow all major lines of business to be underwritten, the fact that the capital requirements are not prohibitive, uh, the simplicity in the types of structure or structures rather, the economic value of operating within the domicile and the right size insurance regulatory framework that is administered through the insurance regulator's office, which is the Financial Services Commission. Thanks, Kurt. That's a very useful introduction to Barbados for listeners who may not be so familiar with the jurisdiction, as you mentioned there. Obviously, we know Canada is a big driver of captive business and increasingly, as you you said, Latin America uh, of new captives in Barbados. So, Kirk, looking forward, do you expect the the future growth in captive numbers in Barbados to continue to come from those those two markets and and regions, Canada and and, and Latin America, or or do you continue to see interest in captives from other areas as well? Yes, I think those will continue to be the drivers, Richard. And before I really get into that in terms of particular source market, I just think maybe I'll take a step back. So if we consider what is happening in the market, there has to be a recognition that the single captive business is mature. And so rather than there being copious amounts of startups what we have instead is an expansion of business interests uh, within existing companies. However, having said that, the hard market is here and is here for the indefinite. Uh, if you look at global statistics, 2020 reveal a growth of 5.6% year on year. Uh, whereas if you go back to 2019, pre-pandemic, uh, that growth was only 1.1%. So That would kind of frame the context in terms of what has happened coming out of the pandemic. If you look at the driver for this growth, it has been in segregated cell company formations, although admittedly this has been primarily onshore in relation to the U.S. and and with the driver of this being the ease of setup of this type of structure. So this phenomenon is not dissimilar with Barbados. The good thing is the legislation governing the segregation of assets and liabilities through the creation of segregated cells within legal entities. This has existed in Barbados since the early 2000s. So from a Barbados perspective, formations out of Canada will continue. We have no doubt about that. In relation to Latin America, this is a new and developing market especially because captive penetration there has been low. This, I guess, is a result of various internal insurance regulatory framework, the framework surrounding um, outbound investment. But despite this, I would say that formations in Barbados and elsewhere out of that region 
has continued. So it shows that despite these restrictions, forming these types of structures is not insurmountable. And it was said that there is definite interest in short-term coverage for PNC. Uh, Looking ahead, um, Richard, the pandemic has shown that the insurance industry is important even as it is vulnerable. So it stands to reason that reason, at least from my own perspective, that the captive industry must be able to tackle issues surrounding things like contingent business interruption, increasing frequency and severity of natural catastrophes, social inflation. I don't think we can deny the fact that there are continuing increases in the severity of of liabilities of all types. So what I will say is that the Barbados captive that will either evolve or be formed will do so in response to the hard market, and that would be because of increased rates, deductibles, reduced capacity. That entity will need to cover challenging risks as a result of advancements in technology. I think that entity will also have to recognize that it has to play a role in more low frequency, but high severity layers. So while the pandemic and the hard market will drive, to my mind, organic growth, there will be opportunities in areas such as policy exclusions and gaps in cover. We're seeing that, for example, with cyber, new business lines, along credit and micro insurance, uh, the reinsurance of selected catastrophic exposures, and then another interest point has been employment-related exposures, uh, DNO, fiduciary liabilities. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of those thoughts you know, do echo what we're seeing around the world. And we know, particularly from this latest cohort of new captives over the last couple of years in the hard insurance market, we've seen captives formed by uh, new and emerging sectors, You know, the crypto sector is forming captives, uh, the cannabis industry is forming captives. So Darren Kirk mentioned earlier some of the different types of uh, captives that can be licensed in Barbados. Of course, there's cell companies as well. What are the kinds of captives and insurers that you work with in Barbados? us from a investment perspective? Yeah, our clients here in the Caribbean and Barbados in particular, I mean, we see a pretty diverse uh, range of, of insurance and risk being underwritten, but generally across the portfolios, they tend to be similar in terms of mandate. So for instance, the insurance that we see across our clients are professional liability, life, disability, malpractice, property, and catastrophe risk. So I mean, a pretty diverse uh, range of risks there. And, and as Kurt mentioned, as the industry grows and, and more and more lines of business are written, you know, we're expecting to see that growth as well within our existing client bases as well. So, you know, and when it comes down to the investment portfolios, again, somewhat similar in terms of obviously very conservative in nature. Generally, uh, we tend to, to manage portfolios that are in U.S. dollars or Canadian dollars. Generally, those portfolios are invested, you know, 70 to 80 percent of the portfolio in investment grade fixed income. Uh, there might be a 5 to 10% allocation to high yield bonds and a 15 to 25% allocation to equities. Some of our clients are, are investing in multiple currencies. So we, we get involved with hedging back to their home currency as well. And also some interest rate hedging based on their fixed income holdings in their portfolio. We tend to see clients with custody accounts, very simplistic custody accounts, and then also RSA trust accounts as well, where there's collateral arrangements uh, that need to be in place or letters of credit type of arrangements as well for fronters, fronting insurers. So um, a pretty wide range of insurers in terms of the 
the types of, of risks that we're seeing across our clients. And then again, the portfolios tend to be somewhat consistent, but are bespoke based on each client's needs. So uh, that tends to be kind of how we, we see things here in Barbados. So what are the uh, priorities then, uh, Darren, for uh, captive owners in particular on the asset management side when you're working with them? Yeah, so no particular order. I mean, we tend to work with the clients and we focus on income generation, uh, capital growth, capital preservation, and liquidity. The order will tend to vary depend on, depending on the risk being insured, the time horizon, the size of the capital, uh, excess reserves, expected loss experience, and the ultimate risk appetite. So at LNC, we work with our captive clients to help them prioritize those objectives and create a bespoke investment policy investment policy statement um, that not, not only makes sense from an asset manager's point of view, but from the insurance and the actuarial point of view. So it has to really match their risk profile, their asset liability matching. Once that's agreed upon and the captive is comfortable with the investment policy statement, you know, we go into our toolbox and construct a portfolio that really reflects that IPS using the right securities and asset classes. Thanks, Darren. And we've had, obviously, your colleagues, uh, Chris and Shadrach, on the pod uh, many times over the last two years, talking about many of those uh, topics in, in greater detail as well. So we do recommend listeners go back and, and listen to some of the other episodes that London Capital have been on, because they always explain quite articulately uh, kind of how the investment management of, of captives work and, and the different strategies going forward. So, Kirk, just to finish, I think it'd be good to ask a, a final question. I know that Bieber is organizing another virtual captive conference uh, in March 2022. You're looking forward to that? Yes, we are within the industry. The inaugural Barbados Risk and Insurance Management Conference was successfully staged in March of 2021. So the 2022 edition, in fact, will be held on March 21st and 22nd. It will be at the Barbados Hilton as a hybrid event to allow persons to interact virtually as well in instances where they're unable to travel. So it is a sector initiative um, driven by the Insurance Committee of the Barbados International Business Association. And the expectation is for robust participation again in 2022, which will be supported by a broad agenda on various industry matters. Yeah, just to add on to that, Kirk, London and Capital, we, we do look forward to the event, especially given that it's going to be this hybrid event. So it will allow for in-person, person-to-person meeting, which I think really enhances the, the conference. Biba, in, in the previous year, though, did a great job with the virtual component of it. So for those that would be participating virtually, I think they would still get a very good experience. But obviously, if you can be here in Barbados and participate in the face-to-face events, I think you'll get even more out of it. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, London Capital will likely have a speaker um, presenting on one of the two days. So uh, looking forward to that and uh, really just looking forward to connecting with all the people in the, in the insurance industry here in Barbados and any other visitors who come and participate. Well, thank you to Darren Treasure of London and Capital and Kirk Cyrus of SRS for a very informative 15 minutes on the Barbados captive landscape. At the end there, we mentioned the Barbados Risk and Insurance Management Hybrid Conference, which will be held on March 21st and 22nd. If you would like more information on that event, then do keep an eye on the Bieber.bb website. I've put a link in the episode show notes to that, as well as links to London and Capital's free friend of the podcast page on the globalcaptivepodcast.com website. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well, and see you next time, captives.